Hello, this is Bob. And this is Jordan. And this is Shop Talks. Yeah, we're here, Boise, Idaho, just hanging out, shooting the shit at the shop on Friday night. So, what's up, Bob? Oh, nothing. I thought we'd carry to carry on, kind of pick up where we talked about. We are talking a little bit about prayer. And, uh, but it's not even about a religious connotation. It's, you know, prayer is uh, how, how you know, we talk about, you know, I talk about my faith is doing what I saying. We talk about, you know, being more gratitude, more grateful in, in your attitude towards your prayers and things like that. You're comfortable talking about Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't mind talking about that at all. Um, I think, uh, you know, the, the, when you say, first, like, let's get into the, the idea of prayer a little bit and that, like, I think it's different. It's obviously, it's different for a lot of people, especially when people, you know, people who aren't religious, they hear the word prayer and they think, oh, I can't really... I uh, relate to that very well. I can't attach to that. Um, but uh, I don't inherently think of it as any sort of religious concept. Like, you're going to... You can call it having a conversation with your higher self, or you can call it talking to God, or you can call it, uh, you know, uh, meditation, or you can call it, you know, there's a million things that you can... Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But... Um, I was just talking about my day the other day, which was kind of not exactly the day that I set out to have, but it was apparently the day that I needed to have, and that was fine. Um, but I went uh, went hunting uh, with my dad, and we were up and saw a good-looking buck, so I went across uh, where I could get in a good position on him. But by that, by the time I'd got there, and and um, and gotten into position and gotten him down there was uh you know my dad was over a mile away like down a couple draws and up and up on the road and um i knew that about 600 yards above me there was a trail up on the ridge line and so i just called him and said hey why don't you drive the truck up and around and back down onto this trail you know and so i get to work on the deer and i assume he's driving down to me and about 40 minutes later, I get a call from him because I, I do have cell service at the time. And I uh, was like, oh, I got your truck stuck on a tree. <laughs> said, what? You tried to, why did you try to run over a tree? Well, no, I just figured it'd go over it. But it didn't. And now it's high-centered on the frame. Do you have a saw? Like the one time I don't bring my chainsaw or my shovel or anything. I just, you know, just totally unprepared for that, uh, that scenario and um, so I, I'm like alright well I guess I gotta walk all the way back up there start helping him out with this thing and at least assess it you know well, I get up there and I see that not only did he get it stuck on a tree but he also bashed in one whole side of like the bed and smashed it all up and shit <laughs> and uh, yeah for about you know for about five ten seconds I was pretty pissed off about it I was frustrated and then I just kind of you know went you know I'll let this go I'm gonna I'm out here, it's a beautiful day, hanging out with my dad, you know, first time I've been able to hunt with him since I was like 12, oh, so it was, uh, you know, and um, and we're having fun, and it's a nice day, and I, we got a buck, and we got, you know, we got work to do, so it doesn't do me any good to cry over the spilt milk that is the side of my truck, you know, yeah. and uh, I... But I wouldn't have had that attitude. Like two, a year or two ago, I wouldn't have been able to have that attitude or maintain that. And the whole time, hiking, up, you know, back down to the deer and then back up again. And I was just being thankful, just saying thank you for the day and thank you for the sunshine and thank you for the fact that I got a deer and that I got to spend time with my father and that, uh, you know, that everybody's safe and there's nothing really wrong, you know. But I think if I had had that same day a year ago, I, would have been, I wouldn't have had that perspective on it. I wouldn't have had that attitude. I would not have been thankful for the day, yeah. you know? And, uh, but it was, it was a wonderful day and there was a beautiful sunset and we got a deer and, you know, we got home 
Nobody got you know nobody got injured. Nothing horrible happened. And uh, you know so. Not that. Yeah, there was lots and lots and lots of things to be grateful for, but I could have very easily just focused on the fact that you know my my Tacoma was smashed and it was probably going to cost like seven or eight grand to get it fixed and yeah. you know like yeah you, I could and that's true but like that's not going away yeah does it ruin my day or not I'm, you know I think a year ago I would have let it it would have ruined my day and well, today it didn't it didn't it, I didn't necessarily laugh at it it frustrated me for a second yeah. but then it um and it came up like it's well you can't do anything you can't do anything like there's nothing to be done about it it's done it's already smushed it's already mashed yeah. you know and my dad felt you know bad enough about it anyway you know yeah. and so I just made a decision to continue to enjoy my day no matter how hard it got yeah. which was pretty damn hard because I didn't fucking quarter up my deer I just made a backpack out of him so I had all he weighed about as much as I did <laughs> threw him up on my back and humped him up yeah all the way up the side of the mountain there yeah anyway but yeah that was but that that you know that's that's what i mean by prayers at least verbally acknowledging and giving thanks for the good things yeah whatever they are but making sure that you take time every day to stop and recognize them especially making sure that you take time to stop and recognize them when things aren't going quite how you planned you know yeah and uh they definitely weren't going quite how i planned but it was um it was it was really like it was wonderful to stop and i mean and stop walking you know what i mean but to kind of like switch my mind around a little bit and start verbalizing the things that i was thankful for while i was hiking and the day kept going well you know by that I mean like we tried to drive back out the trail and my buddy slid off the side thought he was going to flip his jeep over and then we had to leave it there and then I had to drive out in the dark but <laughs> it was still good it was a beautiful sunset you know makes you grateful to you know to you know there's things that you should the, the perspective of, of what can go right versus what can go wrong um, you know I have Perspective of um, this lady here named Jamie Grant. You've heard of Amy Grant. Yeah. She has an album called Straight Ahead, and on that album there's a song called Angels Watching Over Me. Oh. And uh, so one day I had just got my sons just started living with me, and um, we were driving back. I was married to Mary then, and we were driving back and forth to Nampa. She'd take him out in the mornings and I'd pick him up in the evenings. No, I drove him out every morning, I apologize. I drove him out to school every morning, and three days a week she'd pick him up, and I'd pick him up two days a week. So, one of the days I was coming back, I'm coming, I'm going north on Eagle Road there by the RC Willie, mm-hmm. at the railroad tracks, and traffic was backed up. Yeah. Just before that light was there on Pine, because Pine really wasn't moving. Yeah. Okay, but it was backed up all the way from yeah. wherever. Now, I'm saying when it's backed up, the right lane was backed up. Mm-hmm. The left lane was wide the fuck open. Yeah. Okay? And so I thought, well, I'll just pull out, you know, just kind of casually. So, you know, I, I didn't really think much about it. I'm just kind of sitting there. And I and I, I didn't really think about it. Something kind of said to me, just get me out of the lane and go. And I wasn't looking at my rear mirror or anything. You know, I was mm-hmm. sitting there relaxing. And I pulled out in the lane, got like two or three cars ahead, and I heard these tires, it wasn't really tires screeching, it was like the sound of a truck coming to an abrupt halt, stepping mm-hmm. on his brakes real hard, mm-hmm. and I looked back in my rear mirror and there was a cement truck where I was parked, and it just stopped, I mean hard, it was a hard stop. Uh, like, like, good thing I, I could have been sitting there, my sons were in the back seat. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's so, a good time to say thank you. Yeah, exactly. It's a good time to express I'm gratitude. Still for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, what kind of mess would that have been? You know? I don't know. 
who knows? Ripples with that have slipped through my family's lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So it's, you know, I don't know, I don't know how long I want to stay on this because I don't want to lose people because I mean, it's just an idea of exchanging an energy or having that moment of reflection and gratitude that can make your day better and build on actually if you actually continue to build on that gratitude. I mean, for me... It's, it's important to acknowledge the things that you are grateful for because humans are wonderful at acknowledging the things that suck. Like, we're really good at it. We're, we're you know, we are biologically, evolutionarily programmed to recognize the things that suck, the things that are a problem, right? We are, we are fucking engineered to be problem finders, and that's because, you know, we, we needed that trait to survive. But... Well, I mean, we grew up with the idea of Murphy's Law. When I was a kid, you'd go, when you go to Walmart now, and you, you go, there's, it's not the toy section anymore, but it's in the home, the housing section, they got that contained the, the foot things of the posters, you know. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, there was a list of full-size poster of 20 things that was Murphy's Law. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. So anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yep. So we were programmed to expect things to go wrong instead of, you know, prepare for things to go your own way. And maybe, is that a good thing? Maybe. Is it a bad thing? Well, there's nothing wrong with being prepared. But I'm talking, you know, I'm, you know, I'm discussing, like, the attitude because, like, I don't think that that absolves us of, like, Murphy's Law, the fact that, like, things get fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes shit goes sideways. But, like, you don't get to control whether or not shit goes sideways. You just get to control your response to it. And that's all I'm talking about. There's plenty of things to be thankful for, even when shit is going sideways. Yeah, plenty of things. You know, because my day the other day, where I was, was a wonderful day, and I really felt that way when it was happening. It it was I was enjoying it. But if I had been having that same experience a year before, a year ago, I would probably been like, this this day fucking sucks, and everything's going sideways. Fuck it. Of you know, somebody else different than you might have actually just left the deer. Well, I'm going to do that. I'm hungry. I know you're not you know what I mean? That, but I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of day you were having, you're not going to leave the deer. But no. Why would you do that? Somebody who's a lesser person than you might have done that. Oh, I, I just did it because I'm just, I'm just because I'm hungry. That's all. <laughs> I'm just well, hungry. I'm just, ha- I'm just hungry all the time, bro. Gotta get some of that sweet venison. Got a bunch of liver. Did you save the liver? Oh yeah, and the kidneys too. Kidneys. I know we eat heart. We heart. I'm a big heart fan. I got the heart and the head. I got I got a head from last year and a head this year. I think we're gonna do like maybe do like a big head, big head soup or something. Yeah. You know, cook slow cook it all down. I like I like head soup. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Just give me daydreaming about about tasty 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 deers. I still got some of that vet, that liver, that elk liver you gave me. Yeah. Autumn when he cooked it. So Why? Like yeah, you eat liver. Thinks it's gross. Just be like, you don't have to eat it. I I'm gonna eat it. I I don't cook them. She's not home. But I gave a couple of those. Oh, I was gonna maybe he walk out without them. I guess. But so my dad came to town this last weekend. And I had hung out with my dad for like that. Just he and I for gosh, I don't know, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We went out to. Range oh, cool. Shot some, shot some rounds. I, I took, right, took that P, PACM or PRM, PRM 30 out, that 22 pistol. Okay. PMR. Yeah, PMR. PMR, the Keltec PMR, the little 22 mag. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking sweet. Yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna, I can fire some more. What I really want to do is find a place where I can just put three clips on a table. And see how quick I can cycle through those three, you know, that nine rounds. Quick? Why? Yeah, no. See how accurately you can cycle through those 90 rounds. I'm not a violent person, but I do have the idea and the thought of, I'm not afraid to defend myself. And I had to chuckle at the thought of defending myself against someone who might come at me with a, you know, 
and it's like you shoot at them like 13, 14 times and then you're like, you're out of bullets, you know. <laughs> I got 15 more rounds. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Not that I don't want to shoot at them. No. No. Hey. Hi. Hello. What's up, guys? Yep, people popping in, getting tattooed, man. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yep, yep. Yeah, get tattoos. That little buzz sound in the background. No, that's a B. What's the sound? I don't know. I'm just fucking with you. That's not hard. Um, I'm not gullible. I just believe everything you say. No, well. I've been saying that. I I came up with that many years. Trusting. I'm not gullible. I'm trusting. friend, I'll just say friend, hmm? and uh, we just finished smoking a bowl or something or drinking a bunch of stuff, and, yeah. and uh, somebody said something out about it when I was like, oh man, I'm not cool, I just read everything you say. And this one guy just fell on the floor. Really ah, ah, that's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Um, I used to say, ow, I'd rub my head, and be like, what's wrong? I said, I just fell off the turnip truck. Yep. Yeah. Well, the turnip truck's an old one. Yeah. I don't get people Shows get that age, anymore. Do you know what I mean? What's a turnip? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turnips on trucks. I think Amazon drops those with drones now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like. It's like my favorite cartoon comic. It's you know a rabbi, an imam, and a Catholic priest, mm. and they're all sitting on the ground rubbing their heads with bumps on their heads, and there's an iron there's a bar so I did want to talk about something this morning that goes back to the root of what we always talk about hmm. so, so I was sitting there with my stepdaughter at the table this morning mm -hmm. I'm writing some stuff and uh, she she's sitting there and she's eating her waffle or whatever she's eating and she said something about She's on her phone. She says, I'm not written. And I said, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Why do you say that? Because I'm not pretty. I said, so I'm going to ask you a question. If you lie to your mom and you get caught, are you going to be in trouble? She said, yeah. I said, okay. So who do you think it's worse to lie to, you or your mom? She was like, mm -hmm. And then she came mm -hmm. up with it. Yeah. She, you know, I'm hoping that she's catching on to these things. Quite to understand yeah. That, yeah. You know, I said, I said to her, you can go through your whole life and perpetrate and cause yourself pain and anguish by telling yourself something that's not true. Yeah. But you make it true because it's you know, as soon as you believe it, it's true. Autumn doesn't think she's pretty, and she asked me, why do you think I'm pretty? And I said, and I would say. Because I like it, like you, and I'll, I like the way you raise our child, and I like the way you raise your child, and I think you're intelligent, and, and you have a good sense of humor, and I think you're hot, and I want to stick it in you. Damn, What's well, the fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't a fucking tough breakdown. Yeah, it's not. But, I, you know, it's always, you know, you kind of figure out where, is it, is she fishing, or is she... Sure. It? So, and it's okay to fish sometimes, bro, you know, it's okay to fish for a compliment. Well, I mean, whatever, like some, you know, generally I find people fishing for compliments when they need them, yeah. when they need encouragement yeah. or some validation. Now, I don't, I don't think that that's a good way to get it, I don't, well, but, but I mean, you know, it's an obvious, like... Well, what you, what you should be doing with that is if you're going to fish for it, you need to accept it and believe it. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Well, I mean, if you're going to bother to fucking fish for it, yeah, you want to yeah. fucking take what you catch. You got that fish and eat it. Yeah, exactly. Sushi? Yeah. Some rice down. Get some meal. Yeah. Noggy. Uh -huh. Sorry. That's right. Every once in a while, you're gonna get a friend's reference in there. Yep. Uh, so this, that's oh, that's noggy. the point. Is that what inside? What are you telling yourself that you planted inside? And, and actually, you're probably not just planted it. 
you dug a hole and you stomped that freaking seam down tight. And then you went and got some more shit and some more dirt and piled on top and you stomped that. And you forgot it was there. That's the biggest thing is you forgot that was there. And that's with the lies that people tell themselves, the things that, you know, this shit, this hurtful shit, this negative self-talk or whatever that's in there. The worst, the, the hardest thing about it is that like, yeah, you fucking, and then you, and then you just covered it over with soil and let the grass grow on top and you forgot where you put it. Yeah. You know. You've got to go in there and root that shit out. Uh, yeah, that's hard work. It is. That, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like the, um, there was a story this week I saw somebody post on Facebook about how there's a study that folks that program's not really working. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. I think we talked about that. Yeah, exactly. One of the first ones I've told you that, like, yeah. it doesn't work. They don't work at all. You gotta find out what the fuck you want to do this. Yeah. What's buried? What's, what do you, what do you gotta root out? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to drink? Why do you want to drink? Yeah. Overindulge in drugs and might not be a big deal. Yeah. You know, that in moderation might be a okay. Whatever. None of it is a big deal. It's the way that you act. Right? There's nothing wrong with drinking some alcohol. There's nothing wrong with doing some heroin. There's nothing wrong with doing some cocaine or some amphetamines or some fucking acid or uh, smoking a cigarette or drinking some coffee or whatever it is, whatever chemical that you're fucking imbibing in. There's nothing wrong inherently with that. It's purely a chemical. It's going to change uh, your perception in some way. And, um, but like the problem is how you act. How do you, how does it affect you? How, not the how does it affect you, but what do you do when it, when it affects you? And then uh, also like, if you are using it like compulsively, yeah. you know, right. why? Why do you, what is the, what, what hole is this filling? Yeah. That you have, you know what I mean? What is this covering over? Yeah. What pain are you running away from that you don't want to deal with? Well, actually, I actually have kind of a, I don't want to call it, I thought it was a break, but I had kind of an aha moment um, in the last couple of weeks where cause I was thinking about why did I, why couldn't I make a relationship last for very long? Mm -hmm. My first marriage broke down over six years, my second marriage didn't last a whole year, so, you know, my third marriage was pretty good, but it still wasn't perfect, you know, we still had our disagreements, and we didn't fight or scream and yell at each other, but she actually kind of beat me. Mm -hmm. But all that before that, I was trying to figure out why was I that way. Even when I was a kid, I was always looking for the perfect date, for the perfect match. Here you are, you're nine years old, and you're thinking you're going to find your soulmate. Of course, you're going to marry when you're old enough to be married. And I realized that it doesn't come back to, well, hey, you call mommy, daddy, and mommy and daddy issues. But the fact of the matter is, is that I craved to see the love that I wanted to see as a child from my mm -hmm. parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought that I needed to make sure that I be that person always. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't necessarily put me in bad relationships. It may have put me into a, a bad place where I was obsessed with a person. Or just not in a, like, a position where you can make healthy decisions yes. about how to keep, yes. keep your relationship right. healthy, and how to cope you know? Didn't yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, or they reject you. Yeah. Reject me, <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm hoping that I can, and, and I see that in, in other kids around, little kids around, and so I'm hoping that I can save those little kids. It's like some of Olivia's friends that are boys. There's one boy, he just bounces from girlfriend to girlfriend. Those parents are divorced. Mm -hmm. And who knows what that life is in that each parent's house because it's split between those two. Are they, you know, praying people in and out? Are they bad-mouthing each other? That's a symptom. That could be. I'm not saying I'm not a psychologist. But that could be a symptom of what causes kids to behave badly with people, other people who are opposite sex or even same sex. Mm -hmm. Is that they're not seeing relationships well whatever type of whatever type of relationships are being modeled for them that's generally what they're gonna you know at least initially what that or if it's to an extreme they sometimes you'll find that children will try to go in the the exact opposite direction you yeah. know if it's if it's blatantly obvious that oh I don't want to do what mom and dad did that was awful and then they run in the opposite direction yeah. which might not always be a good decision either 
right? You know, moderation here. Yeah, right. Even if they didn't do the best they, they weren't well, I mean that's the thing. It's like do you actually believe You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of one of those paradoxical questions. Like do you think that they could have done better? Well, no, they probably would have if they were capable of it. Right? If they were capable of it cuz nobody wants to like have a shitty marriage or you know see their child hurting or anything else but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen all the time so what's so then you have to be at least willing to acknowledge that for their current development that person is doing the best that they can now the best that they can may be total fucking shit right that's not I'm not going to fucking pretend that, like, simply because a person is, like, in a particular area might not, have, you know, be very developed in their having a whole lot of trouble and, you know, well, that's the best they can do, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that we're, we can't qual qualify what that is, right? And sometimes the best you can do is pretty good. Sometimes the best you can do is just okay. Sometimes the best you can do is absolute fucking dog shit. And that's not, that's not a quality statement about your value as a person. That's just to say that like, oh, in this area, you are l distinctly lacking in the skills necessary to perform. Well, yeah. That's it. Well, it kind of goes back to our conversation last week about human being human. Mm -hmm. And grading people on their level of humanity. And what you said about, well, what's in you that makes you the same as that person? And being able to recognize the possible benevolence in your own life and your own capacity to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And accepting that and saying, I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. It's like that funny thing when... Uh, if you don't acknowledge it, though, you run the risk of yeah. of it occurring under your nose, so yeah. to speak, because you were turning a blind eye to that part of yourself. Right. Well, Penn and Teller have that line, and it was actually that Ricky Gervais... There's a Ricky Gervais show on and Netflix about he was a guy who his wife died and he basically went around superpowers. Super a show with people. Ricky Gervais where he's an atheist? Weird. Yeah, I know. Well, he's yeah. Right. yeah. It's funny. It was actually... No, he's I, fucking funny. He's I know, hilarious. I, know. But. I don't always laugh at everything he does, but I don't laugh, I don't laugh at everything everybody does. So, um, but you have to laugh at some things. And I wish that show would have come out closer to Mary's death because actually, I actually felt better watching his show dealing with his wife dying. It was about his wife dying from cancer mm. and mm. his travel and how he self-destructive in some parts and too helpful in other parts. Mm -hmm. and, maybe he, he didn't, and then at the end you have balance. Mm -hmm. balance, balance. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, but somebody asked him in the show, we are an atheist, what keeps you from killing people and blah, blah, blah. And nothing. nothing. I can do those things anytime I want. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to do that. But I mean, realistically, that's the benevolence that everybody has. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're a human being. If you, it doesn't matter if you go to church every week or you read the Bible every day or you read mm -hmm. the, the Quran every day. There's benevolence in everybody. And if you can't recognize that benevolence, then then you're selling yourself short and you're robbing yourself of that when you actually be. Well, I mean, not necessarily human being, but I mean, you know, to understand mm -hmm. the workings of other people. That's yeah. What yeah. Am I wrong? I, I'm saying that wrong? Or no, that makes no, makes sense. I got you. I think, um, yeah, I think people have quite a capacity for uh, all sorts of self-delusion, self-healing, right? All of these self things. Self-medicating. Right? Uh, like... Yeah, I don't know that, um, I don't know, lost my train of thought. Anyway, I'm not going to linger on that. I'm not going to linger on a thought that won't stick with me. No, you're fine. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, the older I get, the quicker I lose words. I'll be mm -hmm. saying something and I'll try to remember something. It happens to me at all times at work. I'm 
there's a thing you gotta say you say every damn day mm-hmm. and that word just Boop. right up my freaking head and I'm like why can't I remember what this is and so I'll go on to something else and then I'll I, I do what everybody what you always see on TV I'll say the word like that's what I was that to that <laughs> that's what I always like people always laugh at that yeah kind of shit. So yeah it's yeah. Um, I was trying to make my customers laugh when I talked to them. If you ever talked to me on the phone and I didn't try and make you laugh, I apologize. Or as Mitch Hed- as Mitch Hedberg used to say, I apologize. Hmm. I that guy. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, I saw him here in Boise. He was here with some guy named Chaz, and I don't remember that guy. He, I don't, but I remember Hedberg up there with his Carmex the whole time, mm-hmm. speaking and just rubbing Carmex on his lips. Mm-hmm. And he finally says. Comics is my sponsor. They gave me a lifetime supply. Two bucks. <laughs> 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 Fucking weirdo. Oh. It was hilarious. I didn't realize when he said that, I was like, that guy's really stoned, isn't he? <laughs> oh, he's so fucked. Yeah, he is fucked up. He, I think he didn't he? Didn't he die? I don't know. Oh, he committed suicide. Yeah, he I, thought he, I thought he overdosed. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought he overdosed, but I'm not sure. Anyway, um, yeah. I used to do drugs. I still do. But I used to also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. I did not lose my I did not lose my leg in Vietnam. That's for the seventies show. That's seventy show. Yeah. They put it on the counter. I thought they maybe they were going to when I first saw it. I thought they were gonna have him carry on and be part of the show as a mm, character. No. Everyone's with him say Unfortunately. Something yeah. I did not go to Vietnam to lose my leg to bring you French fries. <laughs> Come get them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I don't know if he said Vietnam. That's right, I did not go to Vietnam. That's right, I did not go to Vietnam. <laughs> right. ooh, ooh, ooh. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, so, man. You were talking about uh overreaction? Yeah, somebody Okay, so I don't want to get with the overreaction. Yeah, overreaction. So let's let's talk this in hypotheticals. Why? Well, because I don't want to put the person on a spot. I mean, she's going to tell people about. You can just tell. We can just pretend it's my kid. Okay. So. It's not, but we can pretend. Okay. Let's say you have a son. Yeah, I have a son. Okay, have a son. Now. You give your son. All of a sudden. A pellet pistol. Yeah. BB gun pellet. Congratulations, son. I bought my son. How old is my son? In this, in this scenario, my 13-year-old son, who I just bought a pellet right, pistol with, uh, with an estranged wife. Yeah. Sorry, Nicole. Yeah. Um, so he gets excited and wants to show it to his older brother. So mm-hmm. he shoves that BB gun pistol in a backpack. He traipses that traipses his ass off to school, at junior high that day. Oops. Okay? So he's in front of his locker. He unzips his bag. Put his notebook in there, and the guy sitting next to him sees the handle of a pistol, not the handle of a BB gun. Yeah. So what what should the kid do who sees the handle of the pistol? What should he do? Yeah. You should go to the resource officer and say, I think I think that guy may have a pistol. Yeah. When you're 13, you're just saying, Look at it! Look at it! Anyway, maybe he didn't say that. The student may have a Pistola. Pistola. Yeah. See. And so they drag him in the office and they find him to be there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they suspend him for days. And now he's going to be facing expulsion. Yeah. Because he, as a 13 year old, wanted to bring his pistol, his BB gun pistol, that. To his mom's house, presumably. Yeah. Presumably, yeah. Yeah. To show it to his older brother. Yeah. And my first thought was, while she's telling the story and she's talking about how upset the young boy was, it was kind of an emotional reaction. I felt sad for him, and I <laughs> actually got a little a red eyed. Yeah. Because of what she could tell the story and how she was upset and how yeah you know how his brother stepped up and took care of him. You mean how me, how I told the story. Yes, how you told the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How you told the story. <laughs> and how, um, you know, you went to, you know, his older brother came out of the high school because she, he said, I want my bro- I want my brother to be home with me today because I'm not feeling well. You've got to go to work. And yeah. he says, I'm unhappy. And he comes out of school and 
sobs into his brother's chest, you know, over this whole situation. And this boy who's not he's we were talking about not malevolence and everything like that. Yeah. It shows no sign of malevolence. Yeah. He didn't have the gun in his back in his belt in his belt, didn't have it in his coat pocket. He had it in the backpack. Probably doesn't even have any BBs in it, maybe maybe not. Um, of course for me it would have been loaded to the hills, but anyway. Um, and uh, but you know, we started talking about this and you're right, he's learning rules. Well this is the thing, it's like I don't agree with the rules. I think that it shouldn't be a big deal. I think that we used to have firearms education in schools well, in the U.S. 50, so like, I'm sure that you remember, I'm sure you remember a time when you could go to junior high or high school and you could, you know, go, you could take a class in marksmanship. You could take an archery class. You could go shoot a bow and in school you could shoot a, you know, they had... We did bow and arrows yeah. in, in, in gym where I would grow up in Oregon. Yeah. But, I mean, there were guns in the, and gun racks during in the fall. Exactly, because hunting season. You school and you'd hit the, you'd hit the, road, you'd hit the woods and mm -hmm. you know, you'd, you'd go hunting. Exactly. Elk or and that was never an issue. Exactly. But now you have a bunch of people who are fucking freaked out because yeah. um, they think that some kid's going to fucking go ham on the next yeah. Columbine. But, like, the reality is you're not preventing the next Columbine by not allowing a kid to... Cultivating fear. Yeah, exactly. You're cultivating... But, like, the reality is, too, that, like, you, you have a bunch of people that you're making less and less and less personally responsible, right? You have a bunch... You have, now you have an entire... Because before, when you were in school and you had all your gun racks and everybody had their rifle and they were ready to go hunting and... You know, when school let out, etc. Like, you had a bunch of people who understood firearms and understood how to be responsible with them, and who had them on hand. And I imagine you probably didn't have any school shootings. And now you have a bunch of people who are all reliant and dependent on one or two resource officers to keep them safe and make sure everything's okay. And well, fuck, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. Nothing. You're not going to do well, if shit. You're, you're going to run. And you're in Broward County and you're sheriff, a, a, a deputy, you wait for the city police to show up. Yeah. So. But the, um, the point being, like, yeah, I absolutely disagree with the way that, you know, there are a lot of different rules and that being one of them. But um, the fact that I disagree with the rule does not preclude the necessity understand it yeah. and and learn how to at least appear as though I abide by it if not abiding by it in actuality yeah. but this is the reality of living in any sort of um, structured society and make no mistake about it junior high is a specific structured society inside of you know, the city, which is another structured society inside of whatever, whatever, inside of the county, inside of the state, inside of the federal government. These are all different societal structures, all nested societal structures. And to be a successful functioning adult, one of the things that you have to learn is that although whether or not I agree or disagree with these rules, they are in place. And I have to be able to adhere to them or at least appear as though I adhere to them under these circumstances. This is part of becoming an adult. So, like, do I think that that rule is silly? Yes. But do I think that it's bad that he got punished <coughs> for it? No, not at all. He's 13 years old. No, I just think you're 13. At 13 years old, you should know, you should know. Like, unless he was, like, you know, in one of the outbuildings, like, special fucking, has an IQ of, like, less than 70 or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I un he unless he is really, yeah. like, it's, it's not cogent. Well, you're a pretty intelligent parent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So any child that you have, and 
I'll just say any chi any parent of this child, the one that I know, is not plenty. Point being, if you're at, at least of an average intelligence, at 13 you should know, I'm not allowed to bring a gun to school. Yeah. If you don't know that yet, it's because you're not fucking paying attention. That's it. That's the only excuse. I, there's not a single fucking 13-year-old that I could ask, hey, do you think it'd be all right if I brought a gun to your school tomorrow? That's going to be like, yeah, sure, no big deal. <laughs> Chances are good he fucking knew he wasn't supposed to bring that gun to school. He just did it anyway because he was young, immature, and excited. Yeah. Now, do I, I don't, one, I don't, I don't necessarily think he should be uh, expelled because it's not like he had any malicious intent or intended to do anyone harm. But absolutely, I'd fucking suspend that kid. I would, I would, personally, if I was in charge of the situation, I would, and I still disagree with the rule, but I would still suspend him because the lesson that's being learned, I believe, is more important, and that's that you, until we change things drastically, we're going to live in these type of structured societies, and they're going to have rules that you don't agree with. You have to learn how to abide by them or appear to abide by them. If you don't, your life's going to be super fucking difficult unnecessarily. So let's teach you now when you're 13. Yeah. Here's a rule. You may disagree with it. You may not. But if you fucking break it, we're going to fucking clip that ass. You better learn that now. And yeah. it's a cheap lesson to learn at 13. Yeah. And fuck him for not knowing. Do you know what I mean? Or for thinking that he could get away with it and not being any smarter about it. That's all I have to say. Like, right. you, if, you, if you didn't know, fuck you for not knowing at 13. If you did know, and you chose to break the rule anyway, fuck you for not doing it better. <laughs> fuck you for not being smarter about it. You're yeah. 13 years old. You could have taken that fucking pellet pistol, wrapped it up in a fucking paper sack, stuck it in the bottom of your backpack, nobody would have ever known about it, and you could have taken it to your mom's house. Never, yeah. you, it takes a, like, and my fucking child could think of that. She's seven. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I'm not saying that I agree with the rule, but I think that it's, there's distinct value in punishing him for breaking it. Right. Well, it's like when my youngest son, Paul, was living at home, Mary had a really nice stereo with these nice bow speakers, mm -hmm. and they cranked up real nice. Rattled the windows. Yeah. And he'd open the blinds, put in some Disturb or some Metallica when we leave the house. Mm -hmm. He didn't keep an eye on what was going on outside. So when we pulled up, he could turn it down, put it back where it was set originally, and turn everything off. You want to take your discs out, just, you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a big deal if the discs were in there. Yeah. But, and I, and I, so he'd get in trouble. And he would just lit light in the middle of it for using your stereo and blasting it so loud. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she'd be like, you're going to blow my speaker. Well, I'm not going really, to blow it. Probably not gonna. But I, but I didn't start that fight. Yeah, exactly. Because it's Mary's stereo, it's Mary's and stereo. she said, "Don't do this," and so, that's the fucking end of it. And at some point, I'd be driving somewhere, and said, "Oh, by the way, um, if you're gonna break the rules, could you maybe learn off the car?" That's the thing, man. Like, <laughs> I think honestly, I think most rules are fucking bullshit. Okay, like I am definitely not a rule follower for the sake of the rule, right? I understand why it's there, and we can just agree to disagree. But I also understand that we need to keep uh, the facade going so that you feel good. Not you, Bob, yeah. but you, well, the society, fucking squares. Society doesn't get all riled up. Well, whatever. <laughs> the fucking whiny cunts of the world can fucking feel safe at home or whatever it is. Because like, like, I, I played the story. If Mary had gone somewhere by herself, I'd put some Van Halen or Metallica in or something Yeah, and you'd blare it, too. Fucking turn that shit up as high as it go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that was fine. Yeah, it was fun. Well, I had to a tuner at some point after yeah. she died because yeah. I did blow her tuner, yeah. but not her speakers. Not the speakers. <laughs> I blew the amp, but not the speakers. But no, like if you're gonna break the rules, and let's be realistic here, most people do. Most people go, you know, yeah, exactly. Like but with the oh fuck it, I'm not doing that. 
has to come a bit of how do I make sure that I don't like shit all over everyone else yeah. while breaking this rule, right? And one of the ways that you do that, if you wanted to take a gun to your brother's house via school, which is a terrible fucking idea, just tell your dad that you're excited. Hey, give this to mom. Drive this over hey, to mom's hey, house. Did you bring it over to the house? Yeah, 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 exactly. And your dad would be so happy that you wanted to fucking, that you were excited about the yeah. gift that he got you and he'd bring it over. But this is, you know, there's lots of solutions. Yeah. My point is that, like, if you're not going to fucking follow the rules, you'd better learn how to make it look like you did. Excuse me. You know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's like I, I tell, you always have this conversation in call centers. You know, there's always this one thing like, well, I think that marking you down for quality assurances because you say this or you don't do this is stupid. And I just mm -hmm. started telling people, well, I get marked after this. I'm like, oh, you did? Mm -hmm. I don't, they can have those points. Yeah. You know, you, out of 100 points, I get 80 points because I, and I, because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't say this one thing correctly in the policy. Mm -hmm. You mark me down 20 points. You can have them. You can have them. I'm willing to accept that, you know? Yeah. Because it's bullshit, and you're over you're you're over asserting your power, you know. Well, that's all power does, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I've never found power that doesn't well, overassert. You know, in actuality, in all in, in all frankness, the bag, the, the pistol in the bag, when you're 13. You know, I'm 52 years old, and I get a rush when I strap a gun on. Hmm. Because that gun's power. And so until I, you know, so I got to make sure. It's also responsibility. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's still that rush of, um, you know, that, that childish little thing inside of me says, I got a gun. You know, and I'm not, I'm not being, you know, it's not a malevolent thing. It's just, this is cool. It's like when I used to smoke. I light up a cigarette and be like, I'm cool, I got a cigarette. You know huh. what I'm saying? Uh -huh. There's that, that little bit of power. So sticking that gun in there in that way, that handle up. You can see the top of that. Yeah. In his, maybe somewhere in his recesses, I'll say in the recesses of his mind, just that kind of that cool feeling of, yeah, like Wild West type thing. Uh huh. I'm not saying that's what he was thinking, but I'm just saying. No, but you don't know, maybe. Mind. Maybe. Just the recesses of his mind, there's that mm -hmm. thing, you know? Or even like, subconsciously, like, yeah, oh, exactly. this is just. So it, it's like you have to, you also having a concealed carry, the one thing I always check with myself is to say, okay, now, are you concealed carry because it looks cool? Or Doesn't look like shit, cool? otherwise you're doing it wrong. Or are you, are you worried that you want to be, you know, are you a sheepdog, are you a sheep, or are you a wolf? You know what I'm saying? So, maybe I'm being too cocky, I don't know. But it's that thought of, you know, that, that, that there's a power kind of character. No, I understand what you're saying, because there is a bit... And it like, and it's obviously it's more. It's a lot more when you start yeah. carrying, and then it just like lessens the, the 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 kind of maybe like the sense of like excitement slash power yeah. tends to that curve kind of drops off, yeah, does, and absolutely. and kind of over time the kind of like responsibility curve continues to rise. Although you shouldn't probably be carrying if it wasn't up pretty good to begin with. But like the yeah. point is like I feel. You know, because I kind of understand what you're saying, but like, carried for a long, long time, and ever since I could, and I don't, and you know, I I recognize that, and there is always a little bit of that, but it was probably significantly more, and it's been significantly less. The, the real problem for me with carrying is I spend the majority of my time in a gun freezer, in a zone where if I took a gun, I don't have a. Oh, see, that's another <laughs> that's another rule that I just don't yeah, follow. Exactly. Well, I, yeah. That's I a, mean, I don't go to Buffalo Wild Wings because I don't want to get thrown out because I might have a gun on me. Oh, know? I go everywhere with my gun. and They can I, I, fucking suck it. Yeah. My dad came into the house the other day, and, uh, last Saturday, and he had his vest on, and he opened his vest, and there's a gun. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I really, and it just, you couldn't even see it. Mm -hmm. I'm still just a little too overweight to do that with my clothes. Mm. My clothes mm. are so too tight. I need a little bagginess in my clothes so I can, you know, when I wear my vest, I can, you know, mm -hmm. so I can wear that shoulder. Mm -hmm. Well, how's that going? 
How's your fucking thing? Well, we're, another challenge opens up on the fourth. I'm pretty much maintaining between you mean? 302 and 297. Yeah. So you've come down 20 pounds. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, or 30. Because you were 330. 320? 330. 330. Before I started my heart medication two years mm, ago. Mm-hmm. I took you to 225. And then I've been sick a few times. I got down to two, 310. Had a yeah. colonoscopy. got down to 305. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> I was empty. I was empty, motherfucker. So, uh, but then I came, you know, I, but I, yeah. now I've gone between 320. I've stayed pretty close to 320. Range. Mm-hmm. Pissing and yeah. sweating and yeah, because you. So the idea, I, I was like, I talked to this guy who was a, he was a weightlifter. And I said, "Don't worry about what you eat. If you eat before you go to bed, who cares? Just you know, try and eat better and work out." Yeah. Well, I wasn't working out, but I was not necessarily trying to eat better. Yeah. I might, I might be hungry before I go to bed. Instead of drinking, you know, eight ounce glass of drink, eight ounce glass of water, I you know get the cornflakes down, have a little cornflakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you don't, you know, if you don't stop to realize is that um, digesting food is hard work on your body. You're not losing weight when you're digesting food necessarily. No. Well, you're and, not. And your body's working hard. When you, so if you don't eat, so have eight to 12 ounces of water before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, don't chug it. Drink it calmly. You know, about an hour before you start going to bed, start drinking some water. And then get a good night. Oh, dude, I have water like that thing, this thing, it's all bashed up. Yeah. It's, it's, li- it's lived a hard life since it's come to live with me. <laughs> Yours that you got right after I got, it was, it was basically brand new still, minus the stickers that you stuck on it. Mine looks like it's been through a fucking war. Yeah, well, um, it up a little bit before you got it. <laughs> but like, it, yeah, it's always next to me on the table on the counter or whatever which is nice because I drink a lot more water um, but that's always been kind of a thing I've always wanted water like on my nightstand because yeah. I'll wake up thirsty I might pop up my thirsty problem, and wake up for 30 seconds drink water and go to sleep my problem is I've never been, had a problem with being thirsty especially when you work on the phones and you don't want to be on that's probably the hardest habit I have to make. So I got to root out that. So I got to find that. Go through the yard and find that seed. Dig that shit out. Root it out. Yeah. Work that gallon of water. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So that was like simple, basic stuff, dude. Like, hey, walk around some. Yeah. Run some. Breathe heavy. Breathe heavy every day. Drink some water every day. That's fucking good. It hasn't been fucking six weeks since I had a soda, so. <laughs> it's been a couple years since I had a beer. There you go. But anyway. Um, That's good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, Autumn's going to do this challenge with this year, so this time. So I'll have an up-close and personal account with partner. There you go. So, yeah. But she's, you know, I had a, I came in here with a football sub that I had I bought at work. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like sitting here, I gotta, you know, they don't want you to eat after six, and that's my problem. So I don't get off work till six. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you, dude, if I get you on this intermittent fucking fast shit where you're fucking making sure that you only eat for eight hours a day, where it's like, okay, I, I can eat from noon to 8 p.m., like those are the hours in which I can eat. Yeah. Dude, you get on that shit, you'll be fucking blown away. Right. I think as I lose weight, my blood sugar doesn't get so weird. Because mm-hmm. I hate being on the phone and feeling hungry. Mm. So getting in the habit of getting up for a second and start drinking cool water. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a cup of coffee, drink some cool water. You know, just I hate bitter things. Can't drink coffee without something sweet in it. 
I don't. So like, don't drink it. I know. That's what I really did. Is just went through and didn't drink coffee the whole time. Yeah, just don't drink it. Yeah, I was I, the first couple days I drank coffee, and then I realized, well, I can't put anything sweet in it because it gives me the shits. So there ain't you know that fake sugar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so um, yeah, I didn't drink coffee. I've had coffee even the last few days, but I put real sugar. In. Yeah. And I've cut down on how much real sugar I put. Mm-hmm. I put instead of three big scoops of you know the tablespoon table, you know, the soup spoons, you know. Yeah. Um, I've been putting, you know, a half and a half or a half and a quarters. Okay. You know, and so it's still kind of yeah. bitter, but it's not, it takes the edge off. Okay. So, but I'll Maybe you just don't like coffee, Bob, is what it sounds like. Yeah, I guess so. I, I have Why don't you just get up in the morning and take a caffeine pill and call it, you know what I mean? <laughs> No, because if I start taking caffeine pills, then I gotta keep popping. No, I was, it was a, I was just joking. Like you don't like coffee, you gotta put shit in it till it doesn't taste yeah. like coffee anymore, and then. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, I have a friend at work. His name's Larry, and uh, I was getting coffee one morning at work. He's like, "You put shit in your coffee, Bob? I thought you were a real man." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "So even my kids, he said, even my kids know you don't put shit in your coffee." He said. Uh, but he said, but all honesty about my mom, he said his mom broke from that habit. He said the same thing. But he said he was in a, in a donut shop with his son when they were small. He's, he's, I think he's my age or close to my age. And he says, my, my son's been watching this construction, this big, really tough construction worker come in and get a donut and a cup of coffee. And they started laughing because he poured sugar in his coffee. <laughs> so I was like, uh. I saw him, I was like, I get coffee and I'd wait till I need to put anything in. It. That's fucking funny. <laughs> I don't know. Is that chicken shit? I don't know. You know, it's like that. It's like uh, the saying from that movie Pure Country with George Strait. When uh, the old grandpa dude, the dad dude, he's, he says, You know that white spat on top of chicken shit? Mm hmm. Yeah, that's still chicken shit. That's still chicken <laughs> shit. That's right. I love that line. I've used it for you. Oh, that's fucking funny. I haven't seen that movie forever. That's a good fucking movie. It's, yeah, I watched. I had it actually bought on video on VHS back in the day, and uh, I don't have to. I, shit, I, I was. That's one of those things when I was where I was. Mm-hmm. I let so much of my personal shit just go. Yeah. And I mean, all my army memorabilia shit. Um, you know, they have these little flash uh, pins that go on the uniform, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was in a signal company. Mm-hmm. 38 single battalion and it was orange and it was really cool right I found a box of those pins that said Signi battalion so I stuffed a bunch I said what are we going to do with these I asked my staff what are we going to do with these he's like oh, I'm going to throw them out I grabbed as many as I could carry that day they're and fucking hilarious and all those motherfuckers are gone every single patch I had I've got a couple jackets with patches on them and I've got uh, first personnel patch, and I've got the military edition watching patch somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's all I have left, you know. But I, and I kind of regret letting that go. My class A's, Deh. my class A uniform's gone. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, and, and, and I don't regret. It all just disappeared, or what? Or you just fucking? It was at somebody's house. They told me to come pick it up before the Salvation Army got there. Never did. And I you're sat just like, home, played video games. And oh, I don't care, fuck it. Outside and have a cigarette, or you know, yeah. what's you know what's really fucked up about that? It was just three houses, three, it's like four doors around the corner. <laughs> Fuck, Bob. All I fucking had to do was walk in the corner and pick up two boxes and bring home. And I didn't do it. All I've had to do is drive a few blocks over and get that fucking cap yeah. scratching post, and I still haven't done that, so. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, don't worry about that. You'll get it when you're ready. <laughs> I still gotta bring that chair down for Nicoa, too, but I don't think she's, you know. I don't think she, yeah. She's, anyway. yeah. Ooh. She got a lot of good furniture around here, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, dude. We got all that stuff in that in the back room that she's got well, a get going I, I on. Told and, a lot of, I told a lot of them. I said, you need to come over and take a look at this stuff. You won't believe how beautiful this stuff is. It's fucking nuts. I think it's going to be really fucking cool, but she's got to get her ass on it. I think she's just fucking kind of... So are you guys still running a property management group together or anything like that? Well, we're selling a bunch of the houses. So, not really, no. We're not going to have... We're only going to have... One rental after this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the money's all going. They're all under contract right now, though, so that's good. I've got signing on two of them. We close next week, and then. 
the third one will be out. We got 1031 trust all that money's going into. Anyway, but no, we're, so we're not at the moment not doing landlord shit for the most part. Yeah. Nothing wrong with taking it easy. Oh, dude, I'm not planning to take it easy. I'm just planning to take it in a different direction. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe a little easier for me personally. Yeah. But definitely not, you know. You take a little load off off your wife by not having to worry about all that stuff. No, she don't got to futz around and that was the point. It's like, oh, you ain't got to fuck around with this anymore. Tenants and interviews and paperwork and this and that. Like, and she decided she wanted to do this place next door, you know, so it's like, fucking kill it, my babe. More power to you. Fucking go after it, you know. So. You got a shitload of furniture at the house. Our whole fucking living room was like piles full of things that she's been painting and fucking redoing and all that stuff and the whole back room here is piled full of more furniture and she got to get over here and finish this the studio off and start getting stuff in there in her, in her work area yeah for real right she'll come she'll come in and her fucking office will be turned into a fucking sound stage I was thinking about this fire station next door those bays in there where the trucks were yeah Probably sound echoey as fuck. I'd be badass, dude. If I was single, like I'd buy a building like that and I'd live in it. I'd have a shop in it. I'd have a tattoo shop. You know what I mean? Like I'd just have everything in there, and just I'd live in a little apartment up there. And yeah, right. Yeah. No. I'm just kidding. No, that wasn't fucking for sale. I mean, but it's cool. Yeah. It's a cool building. I think if they sold that though, they'd probably want close. Like they probably want like somewhere in the like seven fifty to nine hundred k range for it. And and this was this building was such a fucking steal. So yeah, I know I'm super stoked that we got this. Well, it's this an is an awesome place. place. I love what you did with it completely. Once we get the YouTube channel, I'll go through and take pictures of the wall and show all the cool um, dead art you got here. I'll call it dead art. Yeah, dead art. Exactly. I still need a picture of your uh, of your original uh, mummified cat. Yeah, it's at home. <laughs> Louise is at home. It's a good place for it. Yeah. I got more in the closet though. <laughs> you seen them? I can't. I've seen what's in the back, but I haven't seen anything in the closet. Oh, in the uh, in the armoire. Yeah, there's shelves. I built shelves inside the armoire, so when you walk through it. There's like stuff on either side, yeah. and I've got a couple of mummified cats in in uh, shadow boxes in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I should probably do when I'm thinking about it, I should go through and take pictures and post them to the web page. Actually, that totally. Why and not? Then, yeah. uh, you don't mind if I do that? No. And then I'll put Fuck them on the, no. the, the shop talks Facebook page. I don't then, mind. Yeah. People might be curious. All you know, they might be curious to see. Uh, put your sign. Put your lighted sign out too. Though. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You're gonna find very few things that I'm not okay with. Okay. <laughs> Walking through your shop naked, probably okay with. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah. Everybody point and laugh, but. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Pretty okay with most things. <laughs> That's I don't think I'd walk through your shop in shop naked. I'm too self-conscious. Well, one of the one of these days, I'll get you out of your shell. Yeah, but you won't get me out of my pants. <laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Autumn can get me out of my pants. There you go. We'll just bring her down here. Okay, cool. Actually, she's probably up now. That's mine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, boy. She really, really liked when you said she didn't have a signature. She what? What a what? You said she didn't have a sphincter when said she didn't. Oh yeah, no, she doesn't even have a sphincter. Yeah. Well, we yeah. said it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it every. I'll say it every week for her. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Welcome to Shop Talks. This is Jordan. Autumn does not have a sphincter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, Bob. <laughs> All right. You got anything else in you there? No, I'm done. Me too. I hope y'all enjoyed. Please like and share. 
give us some feedback. Yeah, let us know what you want to hear us blather about. Yeah. And, uh, Please, no matter where you're in the world, yeah. send us a message. Uh, uh, there's, uh, yeah. Even if you don't speak English, even if you're listening to this on a fucking yeah. translator, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Send me a message in a different language. We'll translate it and yep, figure exactly. out what you want. I will be putting. Uh, I will. I realize that I'm doing a lousy job of marketing. I will put the web page and uh, Facebook address and uh, all the stuff in there. I'll put Voicing Tattoos website in there too. So mm -hmm. you tattoos work. So hurry up and post more pictures. Shit, son. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening. This has been Bob, or this is Bob. And this is Jordan. Shot Talks. Have a great night. Cheers. Good night, guys. <laughs>